Hi there, and thank you for joining on this on yet another special episode of Tea and Tights, a great British wrestling podcast for great British wrestling. I am the great British Otaku, Mr. Andrew Moore for Bodyslam.net, and today I have neither of my usual cohorts, but I have a very special guest, uh, the co-founder and owner of Wrestle Carnival, as well as the Graps Apparel owner, Mr. Gary Ward. How are you, Gary? Doing very well. Thank you for having me. How are you today? I'm very well. Uh, we've spoken about you quite, uh, Wrestle Carnival and yourself quite a lot on TNT, so uh, we're very pleasured to actually... Uh, get you to come on the show and to do this interview with us uh, thank you very right. much my, my pleasure thanks for uh thanks for all you're doing i appreciate it no problem uh as I say we're all about british wrestling uh, you're all about british wrestling uh we're here mainly to talk about uh wrestle carnival and graps apparel uh but you have been part of the brit wrestling for a few years as a wrestling photographer working social media for southside wrestling uh, being part of Wrestlegate, how did it all get started, and did you always want to work in the industry? Absolutely, yeah. From uh, I would say from the age of two or three, I've been a wrestling fan. So I've been watching wrestling, playing with my figures, uh, creating storylines, creating cra- characters. I actually created once because I had two uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin figures. I, I created another one called Johnny Nitro, which is quite weird. Back in like. <laughs> 98 or something like that and then it actually came true so that's really weird um but yeah from a very early age i absolutely love wrestling um wrestling is just it is my number one love outside of obviously my family so yes this is always something i wanted to do um did i ever think i'd be able to do it no do i wish i pursued it a lot earlier in my life absolutely i'm 35 so i started you know 31 something like that I think um I wish I started a lot earlier but I was very much uh kind of naturally very good at football and uh, kind of pushed in that sort of direction uh unwillingly at times I guess um and then kind of felt the normal transition of being a player went into like coaching and managing and while I enjoyed that um if if I could see where I what where I've become or what I've been able to do I, I mean I'm not I think special or anything like that but what I've been able to do in wrestling and, and follow a dream I wish I'd have done this 10 years ago to be honest but um 35 I'm still very young so I've still got a long time to go so hopefully I've uh, I've got a good 30 years in me <laughs> in this crazy world I'm very similar I'm 38 now and I only just started uh, writing about wrestling and getting involved with wrestling media uh, last year. And it's just something I just wish I'd done far sooner. And the British wrestling scene, I was one of those up to about 20 years old. I didn't even realize how big the scene was. No, I'm I'm exactly the same. I started, the first thing that I did was was actually write. I just created my own... um, my own website just for like a personal blog of just you know I'd write about Ring of Honor uh, mainly or I'd write about WXW um, and in some independent shows I'd go to I'd just write a review just just to uh, I don't know, just to pass some time and and just to you know just to write about something I enjoy I'm not very uh, I, I find writing and reading and writing very difficult um, so I, I did that to try and help me personally um, and then yeah, I was doing doing those reviews, and then that kind of took me into 
to other bits of the of wrestling really so you kind of you kind of starting on my path already so maybe in three or four years time i could be interviewing you as a promoter so you never know oh i i would love that i mean uh, 16 year old me on we2k raw versus smackdown general manager mode that was always my favorite yeah yeah no i'm not i'm i'm a bit of a gamer but i prefer management simulators so mm. get me tew or ewr or um promotion wars uh with the with the two that i play and to be honest i play i play all, them all the time now if i could screenshot you my screen right now there's a little tab at the bottom that's got tew open and i'm currently starting so <laughs> i i play um I play management games every day, all day, that I have any form of sort of break. I, that's kind of a relaxation for me. Is to, <laughs> my relaxation from booking real wrestling is to go and book fantasy wrestling. So it's a bit strange, but yeah, it's, um, I, love, I love doing it. No, I can see the passion. Uh, my one was football manager, championship manager as a kid. Oh, if I played that to death, I still play it to death now. If you could see the tab next to EWR, that is football manager 2021. I think it's 2021 or the newest one, whatever it is. So, yeah, I played that to death as well. So, they're my two, to be honest, they're my two games I play. Uh, I just recently got rid of my PlayStation 4. Uh, my brother had to get off me. Uh, I'm not a huge gamer. There's like two games that I would normally play, but uh, management games are my, my favourites. So wrestling and football, and both of the games are awesome. So yeah, they're, they're fun for me. Yeah, I mean, it, for me, it's wrestling, football, and anime. In fact, I actually started media writing about anime and somehow transitioned into writing about wrestling. <laughs> yeah, there's always a transition somewhere. Some, you, you, you know, there'll be a passion there that will always trans trans terrible skills i've never been into anime personally i've just i've not actually watched it so i can't really say whether i would like mm. it or not i've never had the i've never found it no you know, that genre there's certain genres that just don't come across and i don't think i've ever come across it really but uh yeah i know there's a lot of lot of fans on there especially wrestling fans there's a lot of wrestling slash anime fans as well so yeah nice crossover but right wrestle carnival where did the uh, idea form for that and when did you first actually get started on this journey? Uh, so Wrestle Carnival was uh, kind of going to be a second sort of promotion, I guess, a part of WrestleGate. Um, was going to do a, a second one because WrestleGate was formed in a, in a partnership. And uh, then I started learnings from a lot more experienced people than me that came into to WrestleGate and I decided that I wanted to do something on my own um, and I came up with the idea behind Wrestle Carnival um, in October of 2019 so just at the end of the first year of WrestleGate um, I'd had everything set up and planned and the first show was going to be March of 2020 mm -hmm. uh, the show was booked the talent was booked the venue was booked everything was ready to go and uh, coronavirus hit in about February time, I think is when we all started hearing about it. And uh, it felt like this was going to be something quite big. So I decided to delay it. Mm. And I'm quite happy I did because I would have not liked to have done one show and then that would have been it. And then we would have just been waiting and waiting and waiting. Uh, I'm quite pleased in, in a way that we could start fresh once the whenever the pandemic kind of, ends. Yeah. So um, I ended up doing one show last year, which was the No Fans Monday show, which uh, was promoted by Will Osprey and, and Russell Talk. And to be honest, 
I, so I ran sort of some of the backstage stuff on there and, and sort of just helped out really. Uh, that that day would have essentially been Wrestle Carnival's first show. And as you saw, it was a complete with no fans and you can't, mm-hmm. but it, for a new promotion, it's very difficult to run in uh, without any fans. So yeah, it was, it was a decision I made that I wanted to go and do something on my own. And um, so I took the decision uh, earlier in 2020, well, in the middle of 2020, and decided, you know, Wrestle Carnival is completely different to what I'm a huge fan of, in a way. I'm a huge Japanese wrestling fan, so you don't get this sort of over-the-topness as much, I mean, unless you're watching mm-hmm. DDT, I guess. But, um, yeah, I wanted to do something um, basically by myself. I wanted to gamble on me uh, and put myself out a, a little bit more and take myself out of a place where I was comfortable and um, test myself creatively. And I think Wrestle Carnival is certainly going to do that. Some of the things we've come up with already, uh, videos, some of the, some wrestlers have put together for us um, and the characters we we're looking to bring in and the storylines we kind of do. I'm just, uh, I'm so excited to get going. I really am, but it's just, it's when it's safe to do so. So uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it's, I said um, recently on, on my social media that this is this is going to be the biggest build-up to, to a debut show ever. It's like eighteen months in the making, and then uh, my friend said, "Well, it's over. It's not five years in the making, you know. So uh, hopefully we don't we don't have to wait too long." No, no. The uh, the wrestling industry and the carnival history actually have an intertwining history. Uh, carnival uh, was how wrestling was brought to the states primarily. So did this come into how the name was developed? 100%, yeah. So I, I looked back at um, the history of wrestling, tried to go back as far as I could possibly go. I was actually quite surprised I came uh, into contact uh, with an article, I think it was, and it, it said that uh, one of the sh- first sort of shows was called All In, which I found quite interesting. Um, and I was like, oh, I think it was it was called All In Wrestling, as in the promotion or something like that. And I thought, oh, that's quite interesting. So I started digging a little deeper. And then uh, I, I won't I won't lie. I looked at creating a, a, a sort of a, a more Japanese promotion. But I mm-hmm. thought that uh, kind of already done that or it's already out there. So and a lot of people are doing that. So let's try and be different. Um, I'd like to see something different. Uh I was very, very close to just doing an all-women's promotion. Um, I was pretty like 99% set on having Wrestle Carnival as a, a women's promotion only. But uh, and then I, I felt that it shouldn't matter what I, what what gender you are. Mm. So I felt that no, we shouldn't do that. But yeah, I went all the way back and looked at the carnival and looked at the history of of wrestling and thought you know, uh, circus, carnival, where there's already been a wrestle circus in America. Carnival sounds pretty cool. Bright colours, over-the-top characters. We've got lots of over-the-top characters and it's very storyline-driven. It's completely opposite what I was doing. So it, it made me feel like uh, it was a, a perfect fit. Mm. Uh, so, so far, it's, it, the name and the idea and the branding has gone down well. Um, I just hope the execution of the show's uh, makes uh, matches that. Uh, I've, I've always been a fan of the, the sort of like the history of wrestling, and we recently had Andy Scott on the show, and he was telling us about his great uncle Chick 
cocky knight who was a wrestler of the 1930s, first part of the British Army, and was one of the first people to be on BBC Wrestling. And it was just su- such a great to sit back and listen to him when he was telling us all about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's good to always look back. I think you need to know where you come from, mm. we know where you're going to. Um, and yeah, I think that um, a carnival idea opens us up to so much. Um, so like the, the debut show, the things I have planned already for it, uh, is just going to be very different and uh, more carnival themed, just to have a good time. We've had such a horrid 2020 for numerous reasons and it's just nice to try and have something where you can go to and escape reality and, and have fun and laugh but also see you know excellent british wrestling is uh, is is key so are we to expect anything like uh charles crowd uh charles crowley's cordially invited did you get to I'm, see that I've, I've seen it yeah i spoke to charles charles came to me with the idea originally and um there was a couple of things he he was interested in doing but I wasn't able to help him with some of the bits that he wanted um maybe like contacts and things like that but uh yeah I knew about it I'm uh, very interested in it um had it not been in a pandemic perhaps I would have been able to support it more sort of financially etc mm-hmm. um I would love to have done that but uh, I have to obviously look out for for us um yes. but I would love to do a, a cinematic cinematic piece are we realistically going to do it straight away probably not I know how much that sort of thing cost, and uh, he gave that away for free. But obviously, the fans fans were very generous in in donating. I'm not sure if fans will want to see too much of it. If you have too much, you don't want to overset. Yeah, and I think it's like the WWE. I think you have too many of it, too much of it, and mm. it becomes boring. <laughs> um, I think you look at like the Matt Hardy gimmick. I think had they just kept that in impact, it would have been amazing. And that would have been something you'd always remember, but they kept going back to it. And now AEW are doing it. And it's like, you don't want to do too much of the same thing. So while Charles, what Charles produced is absolutely phenomenal. I'd love to do it, but maybe in a few years and, you know, all the right circumstances, I want to, I'd like to do it with the right people. Yeah. Like two individuals. I have an idea of who I'd like to do it with. And it's two people and what the art of what the whole essence of it would be but i don't know whether i'll ever do it it's long term long term thinking it is yeah and a lot of it is long term like when you book a a promotion or or how i've booked this i've booked it and how you should really is back booking so i looked at our final show which will be our biggest show and then i've worked myself back but Mm. because my my venue keeps changing when i can and can't have shows or how many shows i can it's becoming a bit of a bit of a nightmare recently so it's hard to then think of putting a cinematic match in there somewhere i'd like to do it if the promotion is very successful or does very well and we have that sort of a, a budget then maybe we'll go for it but uh, at the minute no i think i'll leave that to charles because he's got that now down it was uh, extremely uh, entertaining but you've of course uh, got your connections with uh, part of the team as jada Chris Ridgway, Dave Bradshaw, James R. Kennedy. I mean, three of the biggest names in personalities of wrestling and one of the very best, one of my personal favourite wrestlers as part of the team. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about each each of them and sort of like what roles they'll be fitting into? Yeah, so you have all of those. And we also have, um, he wrestles under the name Blake, the powerhouse Blake, um, which is, his name's Chris as well, sis. 
be quite difficult sometimes in WhatsApp messages, Chris and Chris. But um, yeah, Chris uh, Ridgeway is a, a personal favourite of mine. He was exceptional to work with at WrestleGate. Got a good relationship. We built a good, you know, friendship, and and uh, I just really respect a lot of what he says. Um, I often say this to to a lot of the wrestlers that either come to me for like advice, like. Um, when they ask for feedback and things, or if they come to me at shows and say, oh, you know, what do you want out of today's match? For me, I, I'm the promoter, so I've never been stepped foot in a ring unless it's to say, hello, welcome to the show. I've never took, I've took one bump in my life um, and I've never done it, I've never wrestled. So um, I always see it as um, you employ intelligent people to tell you how to do the job. You don't employ, you know, you, you don't get told, you don't tell them how to do the job. So. For me, um, I needed people that are well respected behind the scenes to put matches together, and, and Chris and Chris both embody that. So for me, it was uh, it was fantastic that um, Chris Ridgeway, you know, came to us and offered to work with us, and we're going to try and do some things. He obviously has his own um, schedules, he has his own um, dreams and aspirations, and obviously we would never step in, step in the way. Like I say, if if Chris needs to to wrestle, he needs to go away or go over overseas or whatever then you know that's his priority obviously so any uh, thing he can bring to to us would be great uh jada I, I generally think is the best ring announcer in the country um i think she's phenomenal she's um very intelligent um uh, very very good at what she does and and her opinions matter hugely to us so having her on board as well has been has been great it's been very helpful in a lot of the Things we're trying to do behind the scenes, and she's she's took leads on a lot of stuff as well. She's just recently said that uh, she's pregnant, which is absolutely amazing. So I was so happy for her. Um, we probably won't see her ring announcing to start with, due to, due to obviously the pregnancy, mm. um, which is fine. So um, there, there's obviously other opportunities there for other people, but um, Jade's definitely part of our our team going forward. And then. Uh, Dave was was the commentator we had at, at WrestleGate. Again, I, I built a good friendship with him along the way. We share similar interests. He's a Tottenham Hotspur fan, same as me. Uh, so we'd have uh, some laughing jokes about our season. And um, we've been abroad together. We went to, to Germany while he was commentating and I was invited to a show in Germany. So we spent some time, you know, sleeping in an airport floor together, which was lovely. Um, and then, yeah, we just built up a good relationship. And he was someone that, again, I think is the best one of the best commentators in Europe um, so I wanted him on board and then if there was anybody that you want to put with him really that if you've watched you know um, what culture and defiant then it's then it's James and um, just being in a whatsapp group with them too before we even announced or put Wrestle Carnival together was a trip because both of them just absolutely love from you know bleed wrestling and the 80s and the 90s and it was just great being around and chatting with them and just interacting them just from, from a friend standpoint and having them both on board I think it's just gonna elevate us in terms of how they describe what's happening in the ring how they put over the storylines because they've worked for some huge companies they've worked for some of the biggest matches storylines and things going you know what culture was and Defiant was just absolutely huge. Just probably one of the biggest things this country's had in a long time. And they were very, very high and a part of that. So it's it's good to have them here as well. So yeah, I'm 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 very excited to have to have everybody really. And uh 
that all the people that we're looking to work with are they're all British people, all British based. So I'm very, very excited about that. And of course, with Ridgeway and James R. Kennedy, you do have still like that connection to uh, Japanese promotions. Uh, Chris Ridgeway just came back from Noah. And James R. Kennedy uh, was doing the commentating for Noah. I didn't even realize he spoke Japanese. I do. He hasn't spoken to me. Um, <laughs> but it's not like I would know what he's saying anyway. He could be, could be saying anything to me, if I'm honest. But, uh, yeah, it's nice that they have those connections. I obviously have my connections, Dragon Gate, um, All Japan. I know people in, in um, uh, New Japan, uh, DDT. So I think between the, t- the whole team, we know every major company in japan which is great yeah um but we also know a huge amount of people outside the country germany italy france spain america canada so between us all we have some great contacts everywhere in the world so that, that, that's great um it's, it's nice to lean on other people and, and get advice and look at what other people are doing and try and either bring some of that here or go completely opposite like i said earlier if someone's doing a i want to try and do z if i can really oh that's that sounds like the perfect way uh so are you able to reveal any roster or are you planning a big roster reveal anytime soon i'm not sure if i'm going to do a big roster reveal it's likely to probably just do show by show i know there's been a couple of promotions um during the pandemic that's kind of put out larger quantities of reveals and um kind of made that mistake with wrestlegate and to be fair it didn't go very down very well with a lot of fans and i, I gave what gave away a lot of things too early and i and i always bring that back to i just get too excited if i'm honest as a as a, as a person and a wrestling fan like i i managed to secure like shigehiro irie uh shuji ishikawa uh, joe dorin and i got and you know kind of said um takashita uh uh, you so many people and I got very excited and just wanted to tell everybody and um, didn't know that that wasn't really the right thing to do as a new promoter so um, now a bit more experienced uh, I don't want to give too much away um, I've announced one person um, which is Kanji she will be in the I hope if we can make sure she's <laughs> got that date available that we're, we're hoping to run on um, she's the only person that we've revealed uh there are other people that yeah we would want to work with i think if if i was to say people's names and then i didn't put that didn't book them or i wasn't able to book them or wasn't able to secure their dates i don't want to look back on this and go oh said x y and z and we never did it and i'm not and i'm false giving false yes. hopes so i don't want to give people false hopes um i have ideas of what i want to do i'd love to have done like a, just a show where nobody knew who was coming mm. But that also comes with some worry because of speaking out movement, et cetera. And I don't want to give fans the mm. impression that they don't know who they come to support. So I've kind of come up with a concept, which I'm happy to share that, and, and nobody knows there's, there's literally two people in the world that know this. So you're going to be the third person and whoever, uh, whoever listens, um, we're going to kind of do like a, a fan's choice. So right. I will give you like four names. And then the fans will choose how they want that match to go. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you who's in the match. So we're being open and honest, but then we're also going to then give you the fans the opportunity to participate in that. The first show is going to be pretty crazy. I've got lots of wacky, crazy ideas and things that I think that 
some people are going to love, some people probably won't. And if you don't like it, it's cool. There's, there's other promotions around that you may enjoy, or you may think, you know what, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone here. And, and, and I think that, that that's, that's great. And I think given other entertainment opportunity or other forms is it, fantastic. So yeah, we're going to do some things like that, you know, crazy over the top. And a fan's choice will be kind of the, the idea behind the first show, which I've kind of just given away. <laughs> I really like that idea. And uh, we'll make an exclusive for, for exclusive for bodyslam.net. And that's amazing. So thank you very much for uh, no problem. No problem. Uh, uh, something I really look forward to. Uh, no, you, ain't, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> I was going to ask you about the COVID, but obviously we we spoke about that uh, when we talked about bringing Wrestle Carnival to light. But on top of the COVID pandemic, of course, we did touch on it as well, was the Speaking Out movement. Uh, you were very vocal in supporting the brave people that did come forward. Uh, I remember a post about holding off any debut to you could assure the safety fans, performers, and you've recently worked with Equity UK to put policies in place how is it? How important is it for all companies to do this? I mean, it does come down to individuals, obviously. Mm. I think then. I mean, it, not working with equity, is, but personally. Uh, well, every every company. You don't go to work, whatever you do. I don't know what you do for a living, but you don't go to work to uh, to be abused. No. I don't go to work and do a twelve-hour shift to be abused. If I am, I speak out about it, and I, I'm. And I'll, I'm, I'll say something. So, uh, and that comes with any form of entertainment. You know, football uh, has been in in the bad, in you know, a bad mm. light for things like this as well. So, um, we just need to protect each other and be there for each other and support. At the end of the day, we're pro- providing an entertainment that isn't real. Mm. Uh, ultimately, it's it's through the eyes of one person, and that's me. Yeah, you, you know, it, it, uh, the shows are booked in theory through my eyes so i think sometimes we get too serious with what's happening and yeah. i can understand because we're so passionate about it but we need to also stop that passion turning into abusiveness uh, abusive of abusive power and things like that and, you know i'm not going to sit here and say i've not seen anything because i have and i've been mm-hmm. told of things and i was told of something as a photographer and that photographer when I was a photographer and that person that uh, came to me, I went to the person they accused and they never worked in wrestling again and they've never been back. Mm. I didn't come out and speak about it. I dealt with it myself uh, yeah. as, a, as, a, as a father and a, as, a, as, an, as an adult. But I feel that, uh, you know, these, the people need to continue to speak up, continue to say what they need, you know, whatever happens uh, and keep the, you know, this, it's like a, not a fight, but it, it, it no. kind of is keep that going and, I think that everybody needs to have some form of policies and procedures in place. Any any business in the world, any reputable business does. I don't know, um, the reason wrestling business doesn't is because it's unregulated. There's no regulation body. There's no book. There's no DVD. There's no nothing to tell you how you should and shouldn't run a wrestling company. It's, it's incredibly hard. It's incredibly difficult. Um, but it, everyone should have these in place. And I think that every company as best they can try and work together yeah uh i reach out to people if they want to work with me and 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 we talk about things and ideas or policies procedures etc and they and they're in 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 on it then great if they 
they want to be, then that's their choice too. So uh, I have everything in place now um, and have done since we launched. Uh, we joined Equities, I feel again, that that is to, the equity, equity is there is to protect the performer, not me. Mm. The equity is there to protect the individual being booked, not me. The equity, in a way, is there to ca- ca- not catch you out, but scrutinize you for anything that you're doing or not doing. So if I'm doing something wrong, they're there to say, that's wrong. This is how you should be doing it. Or that's so wrong. This is a, this is the consequences. Same with the performer. If I'm going to say to a performer, hey, Charles Crowley, for instance, you've brought him up earlier, I'd like to book you for 25 shows. And I don't do 25 shows. I've broken that agreement yeah. uh, and that's wrong so equity are there to protect their performer uh to ensure that their their safety to ensure that what i am saying i do and they're going to come to shows they're going to be part they're going to be there uh they're not there to protect me in any way they're there to protect the individuals and i think that's incredibly paramount and good for for the industry as, as a whole they've been very good to, to work with, to talk to them when we were putting things together i haven't spoken to them for a while yet but i obviously don't have any shows or anything yeah. to talk about but um they're very good they're not just gonna throw you throw a, a load of codes at you or, or a book or a policy they work with you they understand that my needs or my booking or the way that we do shows is completely different to rev pro they understand mm. that they understand that rev pro is full-time you know they they make whatever they make a month and they're their full-time company we're like show to show so yeah. they understand that and they 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 give you a a bespoke sort of agreement depending on who you are and i think more more promotions should look at that more um athletes should look into it so they're going to be at the shows they'll be there to to give a presentation or to say look if you want to learn more about what we can offer come to us we're here and the, the performer can go to them if they choose not to they don't have to there's no pressure um, but i think it's a good a good start i think it's good um i think it's needed and it's been needed for a while to be fair yeah and it's, it's nice to, to see the apg and everything moving in that right direction and looking forward to a much more inclusive environment in the uh, future and a company, as you say, like Wrestle Carnival, it sounds like it's about inclusivity and, in- and including everybody in all types of entertainment. Absolutely. Like I said before, like, I was very close on just having it as a, just a women's promotion. Mm. Uh, I, don't, I have no idea why. Um, I thought this is a good thing to do. There's a lot of incredibly gifted performers. I think we could capture something different i think there's a space in the market for it um but then i felt that no we should shouldn't do that we should just think it doesn't matter if you're gay straight black white asian man female non you know and it's just yeah we should just have it all mixed and have fun with it and uh yeah it's, it's a good thing to i believe what we're doing is good uh, I hope it is, and I hope it uh, becomes successful, obviously. Superb. Uh, you also partnered with and working with uh, the men's mental health charity, Blokes, and uh, the children's charity, Wrestle Cares. How did that all come about, and are, are they local charities? or? So they operate nationwide. Uh, how it came about, um, as we all saw, the amount of... Um, 
so many people in the UK suffer with mental health. Wrestling is, is most of its demographic is, is male. Mm. We want to try and find somebody that can do the same for females as well. I'm looking into that at the moment. Um, but we all, we've probably all suffered some form of uh, mental health. I know um, I'd mm-hmm. be quite happy to say that, uh, you know, I've had it for, for a while and, and touch with it. So uh, I've been able to cure it in my own certain ways. But, you know, we've all dealt with some form of demons in our past or some something in our minds. And I think that we need that support. We're seeing uh, performers take their own lives that are incredibly young and families that, because they feel they have no support. Seeing people just during the coronavirus and lockdown doing the same thing. And uh, it kind of really touched home that while we're looking to protect our individuals from abuse, which should also be trying to protect them from, in a way, their own minds and things that are happening, Mm. Um, so for us to be able to have the possibility of having someone there that can give these inclusive, you know, these, these sort of meetings, the, the, you can participate, you can talk to somebody. I think it's a good idea. And we're just trying to raise that men's health, mental health mm. awareness. I'm, tr- I'm I'm looking into perhaps doing like a, a wrestle carnival sort of, uh, in a way, like a podcast where we just invite people on with myself and, and and the guys from blokes and just ask us questions talk to us about mental health you don't need to have your face on the screen you can just write a message and we can read it out and say you know so and so is saying they've found lockdown incredibly tough what am i doing to to make it to be able to get through it and then give my thoughts and opinions and if that helps one person that, that that's that's great so for me that, that that's what it's really about i've been able to I say cure, but in, in a way it is a, a disease. Mm. I've been able to cure that and I have been okay for a few years now. But I, I mean, for a long time it was it was hard. So I, I want to try and help somebody. And then again, with Russell Cares, they're, they're looking to support children, people from broken homes, for, you know, with mental, again, mental health issues, learning disabilities. And wrestling helps so many people and... Uh, I, I thought that was a very good thing to do too. And on the first show, we're going to have them there and we're going to ask fans to come and donate a toy or a wrestling shirt or a cuddly toy or a wrestling figure or something that's wrestling themed that you probably got sat around in a drawer somewhere that you think, man, I don't really need that. And perhaps some child does and would like that. And uh, partnering with that, I think also is very good. So having the, those two things on board as well, I think is, is great for us as a, as a company, but I think better that it's great for us as individuals. If I do one show of Wrestle Carnival and and we just do one show, it's not very successful. And we think, yeah, it's not gonna gonna work. But we made we helped five six people with their mental health and a load of you know a load of children. It's pretty much worth it in the end. So yeah, I think they're good things. I hope more people try and follow them and and get behind them. But they're going to be on all of our posters, all of our match graphics. So trying to put. Uh, just raise more awareness for them. Yes, uh, we would love to have them on our show, uh, WrestleCare, and I would quite happily do an article on Bodyslam.net. Uh, I think it's fantastic, and as you say, uh, wrestling is such gets such a huge variety of people, but it's it's seen as being a very manly, and it's also seen that men aren't supposed to talk about their feelings, and that is not the case. 
And so we think those type of partnerships are just uh, incredible. And yeah, absolutely. I think everybody, the, the stigma of I'm a man, I should you know suck it up is just wrong, and and it, and that shouldn't be the case. So yeah, mm. we we if we are struggling, we 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 talk about it. Uh, like I've said many a times, when the lockdowns have continued, I've always put on there. My, my messages are always open if anyone needs that chat. I don't know what I can what I'll do. But I'll talk and I'll ring you or I'll FaceTime you or I'll podcast you or whatever. You know, obviously I'm not going to record you, but mm. I'm going to, uh, I'll video chat is probably a better term. You just yeah. do what we can to help each other. And uh, like I say, if it helps one person, that's one person, it's worth it. Mm. So. Uh, I was in uh, counselling for a good year and a half. And so I fully support this and it is okay not to be okay. Finally, let's talk about uh, Graps Apparel, uh, the rise of Graps Apparel recently. Uh, first of all, where did that come from? So I had, um, I've been involved with a couple of apparel companies. So me and, and Ben Ald, who owns Southside, we created uh, Fight Forever together. Mm. Uh, and that didn't really take off to us. It kind of became, it was kind of just a Southside thing, really. We, we both were quite new to it, kind of both wanted to do something together and uh, kind of dipped our toes in. And uh, once I kind of dipped my toe into something, a lot of the time I'm, I'm kind of like, get a bit obsessed with it. And I always wanted to have a clothing thing. I don't know why or where it came from. <laughs> I had really any idea. And then uh, uh, Lariat was created with with uh, WrestleGate, so that, that kind of went with WrestleGate. So I didn't have that anymore. And then it was the kind of case of where where do I go? And uh, I'm a big Japanese wrestling fan. So I created Gaijin, uh, which, well, to be honest, I created something called the merchstand.co.uk. And the idea behind that was to have uh, a multiple of ideas and brands all on one site. So I would just sit up until stupid o'clock sometimes, just creating brands and, my, and things in my mind and just think oh, I can't keep forming new companies. So can I put it all in one place? And then I was also speaking to two pretty big companies, one big company in Mexico and one big company in Japan that I was going to do their merchandise for them for European fans. And uh, I thought this would be perfect for the merch stand. And then I was thinking, well, I could get other promotions, podcasts, things like that. So that was the whole idea behind it. But it just, I needed, I needed a big name to kind of set it off and, and get a sort of uh, the, the name out there and it just didn't come out off in the ends so i carried on with uh, and created gaijin which is kind of just for my for my benefit really because i just like japanese things and, and i was uh, about to ask about the emerald japanese stuff. influence because uh myself i as the anime it all came from my love of japan and asia growing up it was another one of my big obsessions so where did these a lot of these designs have a very much asian uh apparel so where did that come from uh my mind that's it literally is my mind that's uh i just watched so much uh japanese wrestling uh <laughs> we were talking about my tabs earlier i might as well go through all my tabs but i have a, another tab that's obviously like google is open on one of the tabs there is the is noah the second tab is the last um um stardom show and then the next one on there is dragon gates i'm a few months behind in dragon gate so i just i'm always watching 
Japanese wrestling and kind of looking at the colors and yeah, just more colors really. Uh, fonts are my absolute bane of the, my life. Fonts, I'm doing some stuff for a, a pretty big company in, in America at the moment and uh, it's just fonts. The feedback I'm getting is I like it, but I'm not sure about the font. And I'm like, yeah, I think that every day about everything I do. Um, but it mainly is the coloring. I look at what's meant to be like fashionable next year and or what is fashionable now or what people are using. Uh, the, the, the shirt that you're wearing, the, 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 orange, the, the, uh, the yellow and the purple, um, was, is very sort of now football manager colors is that color if you mm. look at that is exactly the same that. yeah you click on football manager and when that loads those colors are exactly the same uh tottenham hotspur put out something as well similar to those colors i think barcelona put something out similar colors and i really liked it and it stood out to me and i thought that's that stands out as soon as you see it you think oh what's that uh, so I like that. Um, so a lot of it comes just from influences from, from, from everywhere, really. But a lot of it comes from just in my head that I spend ages trying to, trying to, trying to find something that works. Uh, so for the listeners out there, I'm wearing the, uh, is it the purple kanji hoodie? Yes. Uh, and it, it's amazing quality, by the way. So uh, thank you for that as well. One of my Christmas presents. I've actually also got the uh, food dog underneath currently. Oh, nice. Well. <laughs> Again, amazing quality. Uh, and the Black Tiger uh, 1982 uh, shirt. Yeah, I really, um, I was really pleased with the, how, the, how the designs have come out for those. Uh, obviously, Black Tiger was a wrestler. Mm. Uh, yeah. And that was a uh, rollable Rocco at the time, in the 80s. Correct. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously, uh, like um, Rocky Romero, there's been a Black Tiger before. ACH. ACH. Uh, and I believe. Eddie Guerrero. Uh, yeah. I was just oh, about to say, he's yeah, it. <laughs> gone out of my head, and then it was like probably the greatest wrestler ever. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of the thing. I tried to, I wanted to do designs with people that was the idea behind the gaijin is to have shirts made in collaboration with people that have been there so we had terry gordy t-shirt and then i was looking to do some others but it just it was become incredibly difficult to kind of now some of the people down and and whatnot and i thought you know i'm just going to turn this into another brand so we're kind of just we're looking to potentially move a lot of that over because you know the, what's wrote on your chest is gaijin but essentially it's it's you know japanese wrestling or pro-wrest so and that is a form of graps or grappling or, yeah. or graps as we call it in england is which is wrestling so i'm looking at or joshi wrestling so i'm looking to kind of move that all over into to graps because that's kind of took off a lot faster mm. than what gaijin is and and to be fair gaijin is mainly based for Japanese wrestling fans and there isn't as many such as me <laughs> such as you and me but it's fine because mm. it's just for people like me and you whereas Grapt is for a, a wider brain range really I, it annoys me so much that I can't talk about Japanese wrestling all that often because I don't have many other friends who watch it well it's you can always you can always call me if you want to talk about it uh, it's cool uh, that's not a problem and you mentioned top independent stars right now and the grabs apparel i've seen on the likes of impact stars 
I've seen Kelly Kelly, uh, not Killer Kelly, sorry, where or not Kelly Kelly, Killer Kelly, uh, wearing them uh, Ring of Honor stars, and most recently Shane Taylor wearing the guy Jim Brands. It's in VIP, which yes. is a bit weird. In VIP, uh, uh, flight. what is that like, <laughs> and how has that felt to see so many of these great stars wearing your brand? I mean, it's it's surreal but again wrestling and what i've been a part of has always been has been surreal you know like i, I put a picture up uh, earlier of a memory of um doing a portrait of, uh, of daisuke sekimoto and it's like how the heck did i ended up doing a, a portrait of him or i've shared stories of having like keith lee matt riddle simon gotch and Martina all in my car on the drive home and it's like how did I end up doing these things and it comes down to the same way you see people wearing a shirt you know it's 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 very nice Shane's uh, Shane Taylor's a, a friend so he's, he's obviously got, uh, supports a lot of what I'm doing and I'm incredibly grateful of that um, Ring of Honor have been incredible during the pandemic to me personally uh, mm. when I lost my job at the beginning of the pandemic and they kind of a lot of oh, you know, most of their roster reached out and helped me uh, quite a lot financially in terms of sort of purchasing things from me and they didn't have to and they probably didn't even need half of the stuff that they were doing. And they were doing it because of, I was, I've always been a very loyal fan to them and mm. and, and always sort of tried to help and, and, and whatnot. And uh, that was kind of my thank you is sending some shirts over to, to some, of the, some of the people. There's it's, there's others that have not photographed themselves in the photos. Uh, there's other people I know that have them um, that haven't haven't put pictures up. Uh, Killer Kelly, I know personally, um, I've done some sort of portraits, photography with her and um, and Alexander James, her partner, that both sort of good people. So they've they've helped out. But then seeing like Eric Young wearing it, or you know Eddie Edwards in Impact mm. actually has the full emerald range. He has a hoodie. He has a where else did he get t-shirt and some other stuff which is kind of which is a masala thing he has the whole whole line mm. uh you know it, it's weird when you kind of your notifications ping and you're like oh i've been tagged in a photo by mm. diana prazo why have i been oh she's got my shirt on it and it's yeah it's cool and it's good and it's and it really helps it really really helps get your sort of brand and name awareness out there where it's a little it can be difficult at times so uh, I, if that those people have really helped the brand sort of Did, uh, kick off. Am I right in thinking Eddie Kingston wore your Chris Dickinson design on he AEW? Wore, he wore the Gaijin shirt on AEW. Uh, and did a promo on it, and uh, <laughs> I had I had no idea that he was going to wear it on there. Uh, and I got a, a, a text from um, someone that came to a lot of the shows. Uh, actually, with quite a few people sent me them picture i can't remember who sent it to me first and it was like oh just so you know and i was like oh wow that's, that's pretty cool so yeah I, I thanked him for that and then uh sent a uh, emailed cody and the young bucks uh, for allowing him to do that and so, so thanks you know i appreciate you putting a, a brand that you don't even know what that says <laughs> on national television i appreciate it and uh yeah it's very i think um tjp wore the grab shirt on impact uh and then obviously shane taylor wore a lot of it in VIP flights, which uh, which is pretty cool as well. But yeah, it's really nice. It really is. It's it's, it's humbling, but it's humbling to see people like you wearing it right now, or mm -hmm. 
you know, my best friend buying it or, you know, uh, just fans buying it or people that you've seen at shows and you, you turn up, you think, oh, no, I've got my shirt on. Or they're, they're, picture, they're out with their girlfriends and they've, they've got a shirt mm. designed on it. It's, it's, it's really cool. But it's also incredibly cool to see people come to a show that you promote or like a picture that you've done. And it's just, a, it's just it is really nice. And it's kind of what makes it all worth it because sometimes it can be a long road of when you're trying to plan things or doing stuff. So it makes it worthwhile, really. That's excellent. Uh, I think I'm all out of questions for now. Uh, obviously, we'd love to have you back on another time when I have my uh, usual cohorts. I know they would have loved to have been here, but uh, busy lives is as the way it is and families to look after as well. So uh, be lovely to have you back. And thank you very much for uh, coming on your show with us today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me and uh, all the best uh, for you guys and uh, your channel, etc. So wish you all the best. No problem. Uh, we'll have a quick reach out without the recording on. Okay. All right. <laughs> no worries. Okay. Thank you very much. And thank you for tuning in with us. As I say, it's been a pleasure having Gary with us. You've been listening to Dean Tights, One Man Drinking Tea, talking about men in tights. Have a great night. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>